first topic that I want to jump into is how to market your team, market your company like a sports team. Because I think for a lot of people, they think of B2B marketing as sort of boring, that uh, there's there's nothing really going on, that it's just, you know, case studies and white papers, especially in logistics, especially in the B2B world. But with my background in freight and sports, I wanted to spend just a few minutes talking about some ideas that I've seen, some campaigns being run in the sports arena that I believe that a lot of businesses can use to their advantage, especially in the logistics field to help your marketing stand out from the rest that are just simply focusing on like more of the boring parts of the industry. So let's talk about how to spice it up with tip number one, and that is to create an internal media team. So to give some perspective, years ago, especially over the course of just how sports has been covered and the evolution of how sports has been covered, there's always been a deep relationship building between journalists and some of the beat reporters and within the athletes and the team themselves. That relationship building was prioritized. But with the invention of social media, that has kind of just slowly started to disappear as far as the relationship building aspect is concerned. Nowadays, athletes can go straight to social media. They don't have to worry about using the team as their liaison to get their message out. They also don't have to worry about going directly to reporters and, be, and, and journalists in order to get their message out there to get more media awareness. So that, you know, maybe one day if they're getting a sponsorship deal or they are moving to another market, that they would still have a lot of the same sponsorship deals and a lot of the same deals that they have away from the football field or away from, you know, wherever their field of choice is, that they would still have those opportunities. So they would use the journalists and the broad and the beat reporters in order to establish that marketing, that awareness. Now they can go straight to social media and they can control all of it. And so the lesson I think for a, a lot of different companies out there is to do the same thing is to when you're creating video and podcast content, it gives you control over the message. Because for a lot of times, a lot of players want to speak to a lot of different media and, and have more of those casual conversations. But a lot of times the players will get in trouble by having these conversations. So that's why the team likes to almost like protect the player from themselves, but also to protect the team from anything that the player might get out there and say that wouldn't necessarily be sanctioned by the actual team media. So no longer do you have to pitch to a reporter and hope that they feature you in a story. You can actually take ownership of your own media, of your own content, and you can do it yourself and still tag them anyway. So if you own the content, you own the distribution, and then you can reap the rewards from that. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is kind of related because the tip number two is to have a war room ready for big events. And when I say a war room ready, think about like the bigger events, like the Super Bowl, for example. A lot of teams and a lot of brands that are advertising in the Super Bowl, they will have what's called their media war room, where it will literally be just people sitting around a desk and you'll have one person that's recording the action. You'll have one person that has, you know, scheduled, you know, posts. To, to go out on social media. You have another person that may be recording the action. You have another person that may be writing down the action of what's going on and live blogging it. These are a lot of the different components that make up a, a war room setting for a lot of these brands for bigger events like the Super Bowl. But you can actually take that take that tip and take that strategy and use it for things like conferences and events. Now, when you go to conferences, 
don't just, you know, write or maybe, maybe what I see typically is people will take a few thoughts, they'll write them down in a notebook, and then they'll share it with their team whenever they get back into the office. But if you're going to a conference, you're going to a virtual event, you're going to maybe a, a, a local networking event, then maybe what you can do is you can take that extra initiative and then you can take the, the initiative to, to take that content and then create a video from it and then create that video from it. Then that creates more long form content. So you, you have that original long form content and then that will also give you the ability to move that conversation into social media clips, into email distribution, and just getting that consistent messaging out. So not only are you writing down all of the insight that you're learning from each of these different events, but then you are taking that information and you're sharing it with your audience. And so you become the authority and you become the the person that is being that liaison for that information. So when you go to conferences, have your own war room plan ready. Not only are you going to be taking notes, but maybe you can set up a situation where you take this information and you email it back to your team and they're crafting up a response, they're crafting up a blog post and they're creating the distribution for the content that you've already written down, that you've already you know, gathered from these industry experts. And then maybe you can have a sort of a roundtable discussion for whenever you get back and you can film that reaction. Film it with your cell phone. Mic everybody up with a $20 microphone. And then you can have that long-form content that feeds into social media and then eventually feeds into your email distribution and just your overall marketing and brand awareness. So borrow from the other industries that are using, you know, a war room style media department or yeah, they're really creating like a media war room. So you can use that philosophy and then you can apply it to your own business for those bigger events and for some of those different just in big conferences that you're going to where those ideas just aren't lost and they're not, you know, just left to the winds and, you know, you discover them in a notebook years later when they, you could be sharing them and you could be using them to your advantage more so than just sharing it with the executive leaders whenever you get back in town. Now, the tip number three that I want to give is to think outside the box. Sports and entertainment are where the most creative ideas are happening, which is why I was excited to really cover this topic because you can use them as inspiration. You don't have to use your competitors or other colleagues within the industry as inspiration. You can go to other folks and you can or other industries and you can get your inspiration from there. And we often talk about the importance of on this show, especially when it comes to marketing, we talk about the importance of customer research. And there was one instance where the Savannah Bananas, yes, it's a, it's a minor league baseball team out of Savannah, Georgia, but they're a, they watched what their customers did, not what they said. Let's play that clip. A lot of people believe in surveying their customers. I struggle with it. Henry Ford never surveyed his people and said, what do you want? Because the joke is they would have said faster horses. Steve Jobs was completely against surveying. Same thing with Amazon. So I'm more intrigued about watching our fans and then thinking about what's a better experience. So we take pictures of our grandstand every 30 minutes. We keep track of when fans leave, not necessarily when they come in, but when they leave. And so by watching this for many years, even with every game sold out and a wait list in the thousands, fans were still leaving games early because it was too long. And so we realized that nine o'clock was that right time in a two hour game. And so we started testing it and we did an experiment in 2018 with colleges. We played a nine inning game in 99 minutes, which was outstanding. We had a lot of failures along the way, a lot of parts of the rules that just didn't make sense and we had to get better at. But now 98% of our fans stay till the end of the game. 
incredible story, right? They actually watch and they photograph what their fans are doing so they can take that that market research instead of just surveying fans, which I still think that you should survey fans in a, a one-to-one environment and still have those conversations, especially you know in, in the B2B world where if a prospect reaches out to you and wants to do business with you, asking them, how did you hear about us? Or you know different solutions or what they think about different products that you might be bringing to market. I still think that that's incredibly valuable and incredibly insightful. But they took it one step further and they surveyed their fans within the actual audience, which I think is brilliant because if you've seen some of those, uh, some of those uniforms and, and are very recognizable because their videos and their routines to get people to stay until the end of the game, that has gone viral. And now other teams are thinking about using those same initiatives. And I think that there's a lot of parallels between what the Savannah Bananas are doing and really where you know a, a lot of different uh, industries and a lot of different companies can take inspiration from. Now, for the last tip that I want to give you is to make your customers feel special. The first instance that I want to give is season ticket holders in, in sports. They are largely regarded as your holy grail of customers. And so when you you have that holy grail of just dedicated fans, you want to make sure that you are keeping them happy. And the ways that a lot of different sports teams do this is by handling with their... or cu- coupling it with their season ticket packages. And so those season ticket packages usually arrive in the mail. They're typically arriving around this time of the year. If the team hasn't gone fully digital, which I'm not the biggest fan of teams going fully digital for all of their ticketing, I understand why they're doing it. I'm just not a fan. I love keeping my ticket stubs. I've kept them for years. And a digital ticket just isn't the same. But when you still... In the absence of getting the excitement of getting your envelope every year with your season tickets in it, some of these other teams have come up with a creative way to still create that excitement. And the first one I want to show you is this Bill's example. Let's play that video. Or it's actually not a video. It's actually a clip. So what you're looking at is a lunch pail. This is a lunch pail that's Buffalo Bill's branded inside each one of these actually came with a t-shirt and a couple of other Buffalo Bill goodies. So this was handed out to all of the different uh, season ticket holders that arrived to a special season ticket holder only event. So creating those special events specifically for people who are already your customers. A lot of times what happens is that all the new customers get the cool deals and, and get the better deals than what the longtime customers get. And that's kind of unfair. And so for the bills to take that extra step and order to, you know, give give Bills fans, you know, sort of a, a, a something that they can carry around with them and then be able to have other people be like, where'd you get that from? I want something like that. I, when I saw this photo, I wish that the Jaguars did the same thing for me. I'm a season ticket holder for more than 20 years and I've never gotten something cool like that. So that instantly made me jealous. And speaking of making me jealous, there's another um, video that I want to play that's actually from the Raiders. And I think it's from this year, what the season ticket holders get. And if you're you're listening to this, it, what it is, is essentially a, a Raiders branded box. And you open it up and it has the dates on each of the tickets. And so they actually still give them printed tickets. And so the box is just, it's beautiful. It's beautifully lit. It shows, you know, I think it shows all of their different years that they've won the Super Bowl, if I'm looking at this correctly. And then you get the package of the actual tickets themselves. So the box itself is probably a collectible. It's probably something that you can keep for a very long time, but it's also the presentation value of it that you're not just sending customers, you know, a packet envelope of all of the different tickets, but you're creating something special that they will keep with them probably for a very long period of time. Now, there's another example of this in the corporate world, which is corporate boxing or the the, the corporate box gifts. 
And let's go ahead and show the different, the box idea number one and number two that's on the screen right now. And these are from Shopbox Fox. So they specialize in making custom boxes and also making the boxes that are ready to buy right now. Because a lot of the boxes that you're seeing, they're kind of like a drink kit or um, a company branded, uh, you know, marketing messages and things like that. Basically, it's an entire marketing branded gift box, but you're sending it out to either, you know, special customers and, um, you know, maybe other, you know, VIP employees that are that are within the company. So you're using these custom gift boxes in order to send out to the masses. Now, they also have another option where you can just buy immediately boxes that are already kind of pre-made. So it kind of helps out the marketing managers out there that maybe you didn't have enough time to order the big custom branded boxes, but you can still go out and you can still get the special boxes because those are especially clutch when it comes to virtual events. If a virtual event that I sign up for sends me a box, I am much more likely to participate in that virtual event because there's a community built around it. Six River Systems is a great example of this, that they will, if you register for one of their conferences, they will mail you a box full of goodies. And a lot of times in that box, it's a drink making kit. So everybody who is at the virtual conference is then taking part in, say, a wine sipping um, or, or a drink sipping or a drink making. They have a bartender that they've hired, you know, to get the presentation on how to make a proper, you know, old fashioned or something like that. Those are really creative ways to bring together a virtual community into the space that you're, you're trying to promote that event. So another great idea. So that was makes me, it also makes me much more likely to tune into the event if we're being honest. So all of those are really good tips in order to sort of think outside of the box. I think that we especially in logistics, especially in B2B marketing, we tend to not think outside the box. So I would suggest to all of the marketers out there, if you're feeling like your marketing is a little stale, if you're feeling like a lot of your pitches are, you know, just boring to you, then they're probably going to be boring to your audience as well. So look to these other industries in order to get some inspiration. And hopefully, you know, a lot of these ideas helped you as well. hope you enjoyed that episode of Everything is Logistics, a podcast by Digital Dispatch, where we help your company build a better website. And speaking of my company, I founded it back in 2018, but we recently streamlined our website services plans. So if you want to check out how we can help you and your marketing team build a better website and connect those ROI goals, then go visit digitaldispatch.io. You can also check out past episodes of this show and every show by hitting up the resources page on digitaldispatch.io or on everythingislogistics.com. I do some freelance content projects for select clients. And if you liked this show, then you might like some of the other content projects that I've worked on, like Cyberly, Maritime Means, and more. But until next time, I'm Blake Brumleave, and I will see you real soon. Go Jags!